Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday, April 9th, and this is the Drop Podcast. Hashtag full squad here. I'm J.E. Skeets rolling with Mr. What You Need to Know, Tass Mellis. Hey, everybody. I was feeling good, and now I'm just so jealous of that recorder performance. That was phenomenal. (laughs) Very nice. We also got the top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Hey, 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 auto yo! Wow. <laughs> Excellent. We got the international man of mystery taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Mm. Lily, and last but not least, making the magic happen is JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. JD, how you feeling, man? Uh, better, but not quite there yet. Oh. I'm all, ho- all hopped up on goofballs. My neck seized up yesterday. Basically, it's uh, it's what was it Tim Duncan back in the day? DNP old. Yeah, <laughs> no. yeah. Not that's you right that's now. that's me right now. But although uh, here I am, but I missed uh, happy hours. Uh, sad to miss uh, Kenny last night. But uh, oh well, what are you gonna do? That's okay. I'm old. There'll, I'm old. There'll be many more happy hours in our future, and I'm sure Kenny will swing by again. Yeah, shout out to the stream team right now joining us live on YouTube. Please, guys, take a second to like the video and then comment and subscribe and share the channel with your friends. We had a great, like a very entertaining happy hour last night with our special guest, the king of the fourth quarter, Kenny Beecham. Uh, It was so much fun. We also, after Kenny left us, uh, we talked to him for like an hour. It was a great time. We started playing GeoGuessr. Uh, I don't know, J- JD or Tass, I don't, I don't know if you know about this game, even know what the hell I'm talking about. We did it until we fired it up and we're learning on the fly. But you're basically dropped somewhere in the world on like Google Maps. And you can, as you know, you can like move around on Google Maps, right? You can look around mm-hmm. and zoom in. You got to sort of figure out where you are based ah. on being in this little map. And then you take a guess. Like, you know, so you're looking at landmarks. You're looking at street signs. You're looking at the steering wheel. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it was a lot of fun. And and look, Look the international man of mystery living up to his nickname. uh, Lee was was pretty damn good at it. I got to say, you you pulled out like a Stockholm Sweden early. And it was like, damn, man, good stuff. And we were pretty close. Yeah. So is it like like an actual landmark or do you just dropped in the streets of Stockholm kind of thing? Uh, Well, we were playing like, yeah, a landmarks type of version of the game. Is that right, Trey? But there's other ones where you're just dropped randomly. Like you could be dropped Ah. in a field like uh, outside of Milton <laughs> or something like that. I mean, then you got to figure it That's what we're doing out. next time. Yeah. We're going to go deep in the fields. Yeah, we were doing famous places last night. I think mm. there was like a just United States one and then full world. You can be anywhere. Who knows? It was fun. Uh, yeah, so go check out that happy hour. Again, we... Uh, we shoot the shit with Kenny for a good hour, and then uh, Lee comes back after reading some bedtime stories, and we played GeoGuessr and got really into it. Like, we were, like, geeking out hardcore. Uh, yeah, no, so, I think Trey even Trey even bought a subscription on the fly there, didn't you, to uh, keep us going? No, I didn't. I got I did the full sign-up. Uh, we got one free game last night, which was the perfect time, you know, uh. five rounds or whatever we went, but... It was such a good time that I'm like, I'm willing to pay $1.99 a month to run it back every now and oh, then. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I told Nora after happy hours, like telling her what we were doing. And she's like, that sounds fun. We should, <laughs> let's get that. And I'm like, that was fun. It is fun. I think we should get that. Uh, so maybe, yeah, let's get a, let's get a pro account. Maybe we can write it off <laughs> with the athletic. Um, okay. Keep your NBA questions coming for the next Beach Step in podcast. Email them in to nodunks at theathletic.com. Tweet them in at nodunksinc. And. You guys know this. Immaculate items always available for sale over at nodunks.com. 
I got the mug this morning. Yeah, the Good Morning Sweet World mug that you can buy over at nodunks.com. All right. Fun Drop Podcast here. Tass, you got some Worst of the Week uh, nominees mm-hmm. that we'll uh, go through and ultimately give somebody the Worst of the Week uh, dishonor, I guess. Got some fun at the end of the show. Remember I teased to you guys this idea of putting all the American cities into, or American teams into Canadian cities to make it fair because Toronto's in Tampa this year. So next year, Silver should put all the 29 American NBA teams into Canadian cities. So I spent hours figuring out where to put them (laughs) yesterday. I'm not proud of it at all. It's like a top shot trade in his weird database. I put so much work into this. It's probably going to take 15, 20 minutes. We could have made it its own podcast, but we'll do it at the end of the show. But let's start with a little action and we'll do that in the form of what you got. What you got? What you got? What you got? Yeah, what you got there? Some great games last night. Some good performances, some big wins. Paul George, he scored 33, Kawhi 27. Clippers, 113-103 victory over the Suns. Okay, that's nice. Porzingis, 26-17, and 17, uh, which really impressed for him. The 17 boards, he played on consecutive days for the first time in a couple of months. Mavs beat the Bucks. No Giannis, but 116-101. And then finally, Donovan Mitchell, this guy's on a tear. He scored 37. Jazz crushed the Blazers for their 23rd straight home victory. So... I think this is a very, very tough one. What was the more impressive win? Clippers, Mavericks, or Jazz? What you got, Trey? This is a Lee Ellis. <laughs> tough one. That's a tough one. Clippers win was great. Nice to see national TV Rondo back in the mix. The Jazz handled the Blazers pretty easily, all things considered. So I got to go with the Mavericks here. No Giannis, like you said, skeets. But they did beat a conference finals team. And they did it on the second night of a back-to-back. Like you're saying, that is the important part to me. Because Porzingis balled out. 26-17, four threes on the night. Three of those came in the fourth quarter when he led the Mavs in scoring with 11. Also impressive, a great assist on a dagger three from Dorian Finney-Smith. Uh, the Bucks overplayed the three-pointer from Porzingis since he had just hit a really deep bomb. Puts mm-hmm. the ball on the floor. Finds Finney Smith in the corner for a swish bomb. 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 Kind of, kind of. He got a little (laughs) bit of the rim. A mostly swish bomb. Nonetheless, a great pass by Porzingis. You don't see him as a playmaker very much, but that was a huge play. First time since February, like you said, Skeets, that Porzingis has played in a back-to-back. That is just huge for the Mavericks because not only is he getting healthier, he's getting better. 21-10, and shooting 48% from the field, 40% from 380 at the line after the All-Star break. You couple that with improved three-point shooting from Doncic and the rest of the Mavs, and you can see why they're 11-6. and six. Since the All-Star game, just a game back right now of Portland for number six. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a great race uh, to yeah. see who's getting that final locked-in playoff spot there in the Western Conference, especially when you start looking at who the Mavericks could potentially face in the first round. What if they get another rematch with the Clippers? Uh, that could be awesome. So, great win for the Mavs last night. Though, honestly, I could listen to cases for the Clippers and Jazz as well. Yeah, well, let's go to you, Tass. I know you talked about these games, these teams, uh, on what you need to know this morning. But if you had to pick one, the more impressive win to you was what from the Clippers, Mavs, or Jazz? Well, I'll start it off with a... Ah, I'm not sure on this one. Uh, you know, the the Dallas one is interesting. We only have really the capacity to talk about like a few teams in the Western Conference. We always talk about the, the L.A.'s. You got to talk about the Jazz. You got to talk about the Suns. And that's basically it. 
I mean, there's, do we have enough capacity to keep talking about these teams? No. So the Blazers and the Mavs get overlooked. Not only are they playing better, not only is Kristaps Porzingis healthy, playing better defense, but they found their starting lineup. They're 15-4 and four with Porzingis, Luka, Josh Richardson, Dorian Finney-Smith, who's going to hit shots, and Maxi Kleba uh, mm-hmm. as their starters. So they have found their way while... Um, you know, last year they went into the postseason. Kristaps left that playoff series against the Clippers with an injury. They've taken it really slowly, not playing him back-to-backs. They only played him in this back-to-back because they had a couple days off afterwards. So that's always the worry with Kristaps, but he's playing great. He, he is balling, and yet yeah, uh, not only hitting threes, but uh, passing to the corner for that assist, it was his only assist. But, hey, it was a nice one. And so if he can play to his capabilities, that raises the ceiling of the maps by far. So yeah. we know he's an, uh, an all-star kind of player. He is. Um, so uh, I think it, it's more about just seeing everything come to fruition for a couple of these teams last night. The Mavs are feeling good. The Clippers, could it worked out any better trading for Rajon Rondo? He comes and he plays the fourth quarter and has a monstrous fourth quarter, uh, hitting shots, talking junk to Chris Paul as he's hitting <laughs> shots. you got Patrick Beverly doing some dirty stuff uh, to Chris Paul. So, you know, they, they had a great fourth quarter, all of them. They're scrambling on the defensive end. They're moving the ball offensively. They have a stagnant offense at times in the fourth quarter. They're starting to look like the team that they want to be. I'm a little bit more excited just from a fan standpoint that they're really – really leaning into the villain role. We need a villain in the NBA, and they are absolutely the one. When you have Patrick Beverly and Rajon Rondo uh, as your point guards, they couldn't talk enough junk. And then, you know, you've got Marcus Morris also gets ejected from this game along with Patrick Beverly, who deserved to be ejected, even though he... uh, He he didn't think he needed... He he should have been ejected. Uh, He was lucky. Um, that, that, he's lucky he's not going to get suspended. He's not going to get suspended, I guess, but that's a body check. I don't know how he complains about it afterward. That one's I mean, on me. That's mine. That's yeah, my that's, foul there. Yeah, yeah. we had no idea that, that was your foul, whether or not that was your foul. Yep, yeah, got him. That, I mean, that, he stands out as, you know, one of the, the hockey players in the NBA. Like, you, right. just, you just can't do that kind of stuff. So, especially in today's NBA, there's not too many people that stand out uh, physically. And, and so they're leaning into it, but they got, you know, playoff P performances with that 33. Kawhi closed it out. And Rajon Rondo just forces them to move the ball. They want to play iso ball, but Rajon Rondo, you know, he'll, he's going to pass if he has a layup. So he is going to make sure that they move. So it hasn't worked out, couldn't worked out any more perfectly after trading for Rondo to come in and have a fourth quarter like that, even though. You know, partly it was partly forced because they had to play him because Beverly got tossed. But yeah, it's working out perfect. What do you think, Lee? More impressive win from last night in your mind? Yeah, I'm going with the Clippers myself because I think they beat the best opponent uh, because the Suns are one of the hottest teams in the league right now. And the, what I really liked about this one for the Clippers is they're, they're a team that I'm still not sure about because I think they've got a bit of a glass jaw and that they sometimes just really do uh, shit the bed. But they didn't do that last night. This was a sort of a playoff type game and they answered the bell and it really started with their two stars. Rondo was good in the fourth, but it was Kawhi and Paul George. And that's the sort of idea that the Clippers had when they got these two guys together it's like if these two guys are both on then we're a very very tough team to beat and Paul George I thought last night was just so silky smooth when he gets that shot going he's incredible I think he finished seven for nine from downtown uh, on the night he did and, and Kawhi Leonard had another three for seven so if those guys are being that efficient 
it really is hard to to beat the Clippers and and the Suns. You know, again, coming off a, 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 an overtime game last night at home against the Utah Jazz. You know, maybe they're a little bit uh, heavy legged, but yeah. it didn't it, it didn't really matter because I just felt that the uh, the Clippers flexed their muscles as best they can last night. And so after a game like that, I'm like, yeah, the Clippers are probably better than the, what I sort of think of them at times. But having said that, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Clippers just go out and, and then just do lay an egg in their next game or two because that's the kind of way they've been. So I thought that was the most impressive victory because it was against the toughest opponent. I, I thought the uh, the Jazz, you know, they needed a bounce back after that loss to Phoenix and they got it against Portland. But it was it was pretty much that one was that they were pretty home uh, in that third quarter there. So I don't think that was, uh, you know, super impressive against a team like the Blazers, who we know are, are a good team. But I think... Uh, I think considering everything, it was the uh, the Clippers. And going back to the Mavericks-Bucks game, I mean, the concern, if you're the Bucks, for me, is that Chris Middleton, on a night where they need someone to step up, goes 6 for 27 from the floor. Yeah. I thought Brooke Lopez. <laughs> Brooke Lopez was Dirk last night. Had a couple of uh, those uh, step backs on the one leg. He may have been their best offensive player, which is not a good sign uh, for, Mil- for Milwaukee. So um, of the three, I think uh, I definitely think it was the Clippers that had the best performance against the best team. I'm not sure I agree. That was a schedule loss for the Suns. It is a back-to-back here. They went to overtime. They're traveling. I'm not sure it's that one, though it's an awesome win from the Clips. Like, Paul George, you're right. He's hit 13 threes, I think, over his last two games. Uh, He is cooking from distance, and he's having, I believe, his most efficient scoring season of his career. Maybe not the most points per game, but when you're getting into the effective field goal percentage, true shooting percentage, and also playmaking, uh, career high right now in assists per game, and assist ratio so that's pretty phenomenal uh and he's just sort of gone completely under the radar because there's so many other great like mvp candidates there's one on his damn own team in Kawhi leonard that would be above him on a lot of people's list but you forget like when he has these big 30 point games you're like oh my god paul george sort of is unstoppable at times because he's so smooth like you said lee but again that's the sun's weird schedule there for them so that's a tough one no Giannis in the uh, mavericks win so i'm not gonna go overboard with that one i think it's the jazz man like, I think we've just become accustomed to them doing this, Lee, and maybe that's why we're, like, glossing over it a little bit. Blazers are reeling a little bit. They need a victory. So it's not like they just, like, didn't have anyone playing in this. And Mitchell, you said it, Tass, on, on what you need to know today. You, you slipped it in there, like, hey, where is Donovan Mitchell in the MVP conversation? Like, we got, is, does someone need to get up from their chair and give it to him at this point? Because he is on an unbelievable tear since the All-Star break. It was obviously great before that, too. Uh, and, and on the number one team in the league, I, I, I think he's deserving to sit at the table, but I understand how difficult it is to bounce somebody from it. Yeah, I think he needs a slice of pizza. He, he does, and maybe a glass of wine. He's deserving of it. So I will go with the Jazz, but Trey, you're right. You said it off the top. I mean, you can go with any of these. They're all good wins against, for the most part, good teams, even though some of them missing uh, some players. Do you have... Scheduled loss versus a bounce back win. What you got? That's oh, <laughs> true. That's a tough true. call. <laughs> also, I can't believe Trey you didn't go with the Jazz because uh, you know, sticking with the um, the dinner theme here, there was some big beef served along with that pizza. Yeah, exactly. I think that uh, maybe Rudy Gobert should he get a seat at the table? If he does, you know he's ordering roast beef <laughs> because another one for Rudy last night. JD, roll that beautiful beef footage. Rudy Gobert had 20 rebounds. That's a lot of roast beef. That's a league-leading late-night beef. 
no dunks. We love roast beef, which is rebounds. There is always an air ball rebound in these things, yeah. man. Always. Honestly, probably the worst beef yet, if I'm being honest. Look at how many of those rebounds are just Gobert standing there with nobody else around him. Pretty surprising considering, you know, Cantor got a lot of minutes last night right. for the yeah. Jazz. He's a big beefer. Obviously, Nurkic was a little bit limited, but he's a guy that could easily throw down a beef. A lot of uncontested ones for Rudy. What a necessary beef. It had been eight days since our last one. Wow. Chris Boucher got very close last night. That Montreal smoked beef. But <laughs> fourth of the season puts Rudy Gobert in the lead. Grateful for the beef. He's in the beef's leader seat right now. Wow. He's in beef pole position, if you will. <laughs> will he hang on for the rest of the season? My guess is yeah. He's, uh, he's hitting the glass hard. Yeah, we said we're going to try and uh, get whoever is the leader at the end of the year uh, a beef crown, right? Like a crown yeah, of that's beef right. that you have to wear around your head and stink it up. Okay, congrats to him on leading right now. See if he can hold on. Let's move to the bad losses from last night. Tass, we'll go to you first because we had Corey Joseph having a season-high 24 points in his first game against his former team as uh, the shorthanded Pistons beat the Kings, 113-101. And then Vooch and Levine each scored 22 points as the Bulls beat the Raptors pretty handedly. Um, so the more embarrassing loss, Kings or Raptors? Now, keep in mind that Raptors loss was a casket match, a graveyard match, a boneyard match, if you will, and that the Raptors are now dead to us and are, in fact, the zombie Raptors from here on out. So just take that into consideration before you answer. Well, it's definitely the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, I, th- <laughs> I think every, everybody in the world is now making excuse, which, which is a legitimate excuse for the Toronto Raptors having to play in America all season long, and it just has gotten to them. And so they can lose a game, especially when they only had eight guys. Mm-hmm. They, they had a couple of suspensions handed down to them, which we'll get into a little bit later in Worst of the Week because they were ridiculous suspensions. They just were not, not right uh, to hand down to the Toronto <laughs> Raptors team that doesn't have enough guys. But, yeah, you mentioned Sacramento and Detroit. So this one, you know, probably the, the sixth game on the uh, on the seventh game itinerary like it, it's down the list of games sure, but sure. but it, it was also a minor trade that happened you know a few i guess i guess it's still weeks back with uh with the kings and the pistons Corey joseph goes to the pistons and, and this was his first game yeah and he is the leading scorer in the game against his old team like, right. and the, the the kings can't beat the pistons Corey joseph goes back and gives it to you uh, that, that's embarrassing. Uh, these are, the, you know, those are two teams towards the bottom of the standings. Obviously, uh, the Sacramento Kings, if they have any chance of making the play-in tournament, they got to win games like this. The Raptors have many, many excuses. You know, even even when the play-by-play man Matt Devlin is using the excuse of uh, this season has gone to hell. I mean, it's basically <sighs> Devlin De- Devlin basically saying like like all of us they had to play in Tampa all year. Okay. Just let it be. They're signing guys named Freddie Gillespie. I was going to say Gillespie. Freddie Gillespie to 10-day contracts. They are so desperate for guys. Uh, so, yeah, the Raptors, unfortunately, this is, this is it. This is just a, a tough season for them. They peaked in 19. They hung on in 20. And then 21 is the gutter. I mean, that's, this is just <laughs> the way it's going to be. It's, that's the way it is. But the other one's just... That's embarrassing for the Kings. It really oh is. Oh, my God. The Kings. Lee, what's your answer for this one? And I'll point out that the Kings have now lost to the Wolves and the Pistons. You know, despite being, like, within sniffing distance of the play-in tournament, like when they were putting some wins together, we were getting excited again. I came on here once again, said, <laughs> watch over the Kings, baby. 
and then they do this. It's almost like, are, is this a bit? Are they leaning into a bit? It's got it's, Matt Austin. I, I started to go back and like look up like when the Sacramento Kings were winners of the weekend. Like we come in on a Monday. Oh, great weekend for oh. the Kings. They've won three of four looking good. I think you came in March 29th. It was a Monday. They got to win that night and then six straight losses since. I think similar things have happened yeah. earlier in the year. And it is strange, especially considering the trade tasks with um, with the Pistons. Yeah. You know, we were talking about it at, at the trade deadline. And Kings fans are like, <laughs> Corey Joseph was the tank commander. <laughs> Guess what he was commanding? A tank. <laughs> it's still there in Sacramento. Come on. This is... That was a terrible loss. That was embarrassing, but uh, I don't know. You know, just don't pay <laughs> just don't pay attention to the Kings. That's the only way you can do it. Yeah. They can win some games as long as nobody mentions it. If we yeah, it's, it's if we just don't look at them and never talk about them, the Kings will win the championship. That's right. Lee. I'm, I'm pretty convinced. But uh, where do you go for embarrassing loss? From last yeah, night? it is def- uh, definitely the Kings. And I would say today, uh, next season, the only two players who I guarantee will be in uniform for the Kings next year are Fox and Halliburton. I think everyone else is up for grabs. In the- Luke Walton's gone because it's just been a disaster. They, they're the sort of team that playing tournament was like, great, this gives us a chance. <laughs> right. Least, you know, uh, and this week, as you mentioned, they had two, you know, teams, uh, winnable games and they lost both. Now, you know, look, the Timberwolves fought, it was in Minnesota. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the Pistons came in there last night and uh, Corey Joseph, as you guys mentioned there, and, and Mark Jones was saying on the broadcast, he kept the keys to the gym because he was just <laughs> cooking the Kings last night and their defense is awful. But to me, that little run they had, that little hope recently, um, it's like uh, maybe they could make it. Now it's just like, okay, this season's down the drain completely. Uh, Fox is a star. There's no doubt about that. And I think, look, I think Buddy and Harrison Barnes are decent pieces. But if you're the Kings, it's basically like, all right, we have to see what we can get for these guys and start all over again. Halliburton is a good player, you know, for a rookie. Um, but it's not working there with Luke Walton, so so they're gone. And uh, I thought the Pistons looked pretty good last night. You wouldn't think they were last in the Eastern Conference. So, you know, maybe that's uh, we're not being fair to Detroit here that they're, uh, they've mm-hmm. been playing better, certainly lately. They're, they certainly fight. But, uh, yeah, the Kings is just a complete disaster. The Bulls beating the Raptors is not a huge surprise. The Raptors have just been playing not very well lately, and they were severely shorthanded last night. And Vooch and uh, Zach Levine, three in a row. Bulls are on a streak. They're back. Watch out for the Chicago Bulls. Yes! (laughs) You can't be back unless you go away. What shame is there for the Raptors to lose to a playoff team? It was expected. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I yeah. will say with the Pistons, too, Killian Hayes had a nice game. And uh, keep your eye on him, obviously, the rookie who missed a chunk of time this year because of injury. Um, but they're high on. I was high on, uh, you know, when he got drafted. Oh, yeah, I like this pick here. Uh, you know, a, a bigger point guard. Let's see what he can do. International guy. And he was like, he came off the bench, but five or seven, and he played well. And uh, I think you'll just like, I'm just going to like be. Not watching a bunch of Pistons games from here on out, but you know, try at least checking in on his on his highlights and his stats and see how he develops. Because uh, these are these are big games for a player like that, or minutes, I guess. The opportunity a little bit here as we sort of finish the season for the Detroit Pistons. But yeah, it's the Kings. They're just like ugh, it's so infuriating uh, that they lose games like this when they're trying to get into the play-in. But congrats on your Bulls. I'm on the Bulls bandwagon now. I'm calling it now, Tass. The Bulls are going to upset the Nets in the 1-8 matchup uh, in the first round. Cause, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to make another bet if you want. Oh, no, no, I'm, kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. Okay, let's get to incredible. I like watching the Bulls, though. I, 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 didn't really, I didn't really buy in earlier in the season. You know, I want to watch Zach Levine because 
He does have the highlights. He is a score, but now he wants to pass because I think he really believes that our team's decent now. You know, with Vucevic coming over, he had 13 assists yesterday. He was too much of a, a one-on-one score for me earlier in the season, even though he can score whenever and he can take over. Now he knows. He understands. I mean, this is yeah, year seven in the help. league for him. Yeah, not only got some help, but we need those dudes. Like, I can't just do it on my own. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I think his first couple of years with the, with the Bulls was, I'm, I'm here to show that I can be an all-star, or I, I can be a, a number one guy. You know, Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins were those guys when he was with Minnesota, and he was just the third fiddle. But at the beginning of his career, he was played as a point guard, and he was kind of played out of, out of position at the beginning of his career. And uh, he had helper. He was assisting guys. He can pass. He is that good. And now they decided... Okay, yeah, we we can like we can play as a team. And uh, Larry Markin came off the bench, and yeah, it was a, it was an enjoyable watch. It wasn't just ISO ball from the Bulls. So that's I, I'm okay to the Raptors losing to two All Stars. I mean, they have two All Stars on their team. This isn't <laughs> like playing the Pistons. No disrespect to to Masons and, and the guys that they have playing well. Like Lee said, they're playing all right, but the, the Bulls are now playing. Solid. They're playing solid. They're not ready to be a playoff team. They're not going to upset the Nets, Skeets. But uh, <laughs> I don't know, Tass. I don't know. We know the Bulls are incredible against teams that are less than 500. That's probably going to be the entire play-in tournament. We also know that the Nets <laughs> often play down to their competition. So I'm thinking the Bulls take the eight seed pretty easily. The Nets sleep on them. Bulls win game one in the 1-8 versus matchup. Book it right now. Oh, my God. What a prediction. I love that prediction. Okay, our final one here. Got to show you some great clips. Two Dunk of the Year candidates last night. We'll show them to you. First one was Kings forward Mo Harkless detonating on Pistons big man Isaiah Stewart. Boom. Huge dunk. Huge dunk. Second one, clip superstar Kawhi Leonard. He had a monster dunk on DeAndre Ayton, who's going to come over. And try and help, and the claw just extends and throws it down. So, both obviously great dunks. I mean, in the running. I don't know if either of these are better than Anthony Edwards on uh, Yuta Watanabe, but which one was better from last night is the question. And Trey, we'll start with you. What was the dunk of the night? Mo Harkless or Kawhi? Another trademark tough one here. I loved Kawhi's dunk. Love seeing him play downhill almost the entire night against the Suns. Maybe the best dunk of his career. But I'm going Mo Harkless. That thing was massive, and I'm giving it to him ultimately because I was watching inside the NBA late last night. They showed this clip. Shaq and Chuck, you know, they often respond to a player who's not a big name, but who he played for, you know, as a right. joke. But this one, they showed it, and Shaq and Chuck were both like, who is that? Who is that? Who's doing that? Who did that dunk? It was so completely surprising, and they were legitimately curious about who threw down that fierce of a dunk off the off leg. Like, he jumps off his right leg, yeah. takes the bump, and then finishes through contact. Pretty incredible stuff. I mean, Kawhi's <laughs> is almost the exact same thing, but uh, the added benefit of, you know, a surprise Mo Harkless appearance, I think, has got to take the kick. <laughs> well, every time I even watch that clip still, I, I'm, like, surprised he dunks it. It's just like, mm. it looks like he's almost yeah. on the ground when he's dunking at least. So which one are you going? Uh, how could you be Mo Harkless or Kawhi? Yeah, I'm going with Mo too, just because it does sort of, he gets up there and then all of a sudden he throws it down across his body, if you yeah. know what I mean. Like he jumps off the wrong foot there and oh. still oh. seems to slam it over, uh, is that Isaiah Stewart? I think it was yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Kawhi, yeah, Kawhi, we have seen a few dunks from him and it was a nice dunk. That was a little bit the same and it's sort of he gets up and then all of a sudden he throws it down and you have to check back because it's, it's a, I guess it's a baby thrunk in the end, but yeah. it's yeah. It, it's, a not, it's a very, very nice dunk against DeAndre uh, Ayton there. 
But oh. I, I'm going with Harkless because, yeah, it, it's like, wow, he just sort of jumped off the ground and all of a sudden he decided halfway through he's going to dunk this and he knocked it down pretty cleanly. So uh, both both very nice dunks, though. Good to see. Great Cass, dunks. Love dunks. Which, one, which one are you giving uh, the Dunk of the Night award to? Yeah, both 10 out of 10, but I'm going Mo Harkless because I don't think he was planning on dunking it, period. <laughs> I think he was going up there and then he took the contact and he just said, all right, I got to throw it down now because I'm – four feet away from the hoop. I'm just going to use my arm here. I think he was just going by. Oh. And, and then he got taken out uh, by Isaiah Stewart. But they're, yeah, they're ex- basically exactly the same. Like physical uh, dunks. You get stopped by a defender, but continue to go over him. And uh, yeah, extra points for Mo Harkless. Yeah, I totally forgot he was playing for the Sacramento Kings. Uh, also, uh, yeah, Kawhi loses a, a point because it's a thrunk in the end. Uh, but uh, yeah, Mo, weird, man. Off leg. I'm pretty sure he was going to lay it in uh, if, uh, if he didn't get hit. So give it to Momo. All right. Let's hear from you guys in the comments in the stream team and in the comments below the video for all three of those what you got. So let's hear your answer. Okay, we got Worst of the Week coming up. But first, a quick break to hear from our sponsors. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder love a hang loose hand or a salute but man it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back ouch we all carry around different stressors big and small when we keep them bottled up it can start to affect us negatively therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash no dunks. This episode of No Dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. You guys are bringing it today. I love it. Love the energy on a Friday here. But let's get to worst of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, the worst of the week. We'll keep the energy up here because I'm sure this is going to infuriate Skeets for sure. (laughs) I think everybody here at the table because the first one, uh, involves the Dennis Schroeder and OG Ananobi little kerfuffle that they mm-hmm. had earlier this week, Lakers-Raptors. Okay, so that happens. Those guys don't get suspended. But a couple days later, I think it was two full days later, suspensions handed down to Fred Van Vliet, mm-hmm. DeAndre Bembry, and Talon Horton-Tucker, all f- for leaving the bench. Those three guys left the bench in the altercation. Fred Van Vliet thought it was hilarious that he was suspended. <laughs> he just tweeted, LOL. <laughs> Because, if anything, Fred Van Vliet de-escalated the situation. Right. I think, yeah, you've got to be subjective about this. You can look at where they physically were. This is DeAndre Bembry and Fred Van Vliet. Fred Van Vliet, if you're watching on YouTube, he's at the bottom. He literally came over and grabbed his teammate and got Gary Trent Jr. the heck out of there. DeAndre Bembry, I mean, he's probably talking to a fan or to the mop guy. He has nothing to do with what's going on in the floor. Taylor Horton Tucker also suspended... I don't even know where the hell he is. I mean, I don't uh, even yeah. know. He's, he's on involved. the other side of the floor. Like he's just right. out on the court. Yeah. Oh, okay. And yeah, I figured he wasn't there because I mean, it's sort of 
it's pretty far away from the Lakers bench. So I, I guess he just he stepped on the hardwood, so he gets the suspension. I I know we all have a problem with this rule. You know, since Amari Stoudemire and Boris Diaw were suspended back in the day. Were it those two guys or was it Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. those two guys? Yeah. So with yeah. that with the Sun Spurs, so I always get it confused with uh, Sean Marion, but he was there. Uh anyway. It's ridiculous. It should be subjective. Just look at it. Like, Fred yeah. VanVleet is literally being a peacemaker. He actually made the situation better. But he's going to take money, or they're going to take money away from him because he was technically on the floor, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But he literally helped out. Gary Trent Jr. was a little hot in the pants, and uh, Fred VanVleet came over and helped out. So I hated it. I'm sure you guys did. Wow. I could, Lee, you called this. Lee, on the show earlier this week when we were talking, of course, about OG uh, yeah, body slam intruder and everybody like trying to do the old keep me back, keep me back, you threw it out there, Lee, and I like laughed at you. Like, oh, come on. They're not going to suspend these guys. <laughs> like, they didn't do anything. They helped the situation. Like, Tass is pointing out. They were yeah. like coming in, like also pushing people and stuff like that. And I'm talking about like Van Vliet especially. And you're like, oh, no, he left the bench. He might get a game. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean you're a snitch is what I'm saying. You <laughs> called it out. I don't think they would have noticed otherwise. I, I, I don't agree with that. I think what Tass yeah. said was right. But once you step on the court, if you're not you know, in the game, they suspend you. Uh, and, and that is a rule that they have zero tolerance on. But they probably should re-examine it. And Adam Silver often talks about uh, you know taking a fresh look at rules, and I think he would be right to do so because it's easy to do in a regular season game here against a team for the Raptors who uh, you know not going to make the play. Ah, oh, suspend him. That's the rule. We don't take any of that crap. But if this was a playoff game and those two guys did get suspended for 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 doing virtually nothing, and let's say it's LeBron James, and let's say it's Anthony Davis who steps on the court and it's you know a tight series then the NBA has to enforce that rule and it could be it could be one that backfires on them so mm. i think they would be wise to reexamine it and 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 to judge each case for what happens now if fred comes out or Brent Benbury, whoever and they get involved and they start pushing and of course escalate it absolutely suspend them but yeah the nba with their whole the, the whole reason for this rule is we the more people that get exactly. into this skirmish or into this like a bunch a group of people the the likelier it is it just like escalates even more that's what they're thinking right even though if that's not the case i get that but uh you know come on a little nuance here yeah but isn't in hockey the third man in rule isn't that like uh considered the person who sort of escalates everything because once one guy jumps in then other guys tend to jump in the the, the instigating major penalty yeah yeah sure but but that's and that's why um Montrez Harrell was, you know, exactly because right he away. did, he did, he did escalate, but he was on the court. So, um, yeah. you know, that's what the, that's exactly what the NBA is saying. Like we, as a as a hard line, the rule is if you step on the court, then you've yeah. you've potentially yeah, escalated. But sometimes, it. sometimes it's not a hard line. Sometimes guys can take like a few steps on the floor, I mean, and, and they kind of just let it go. Sometimes yeah. they they say, well, you know, it's not that yeah. close. I mean, Fred was <laughs> right down in the mix. So, you know, they they sort of have to enforce their own rules there. But I think they probably will re-examine it at some point because, again, they don't want this to blow up in their face like it did. I mean, it did. you can argue whatever you want about that Sun-Spurs series. But if it does blow up and if it's a LeBron or it's a Luca or, you know, Kevin Durant or someone like that, and people then all of a sudden start shouting conspiracy or whatever you want, then Mm -hmm. uh, it it could hurt. So I think... uh, that hurt the Suns, man. I don't know yeah. if they're going to re-examine the rule. It's like that was like. But they were down years in the ago. series anyway, weren't they? Yeah. It was two-two. It was, they got suspended for game five. It was two-two, 
and Was they had played a close game in that yeah. game five without two of their right, star players. Right, right. Yeah. If they if they could have brought that game home without freaking Amari Stoudemire, if Stoudemire was on the floor, it was a low-scoring game right down to the wire. And, yeah, they win that game, then they go back home. I mean, it was really, really close. So they, yeah. could, have, they could have taken away their only NBA championship if you want to be a conspiracy theorist. For uh, sure. what, what do you think, Trey? Uh, there just needs to be a little bit more nuance to the rule. Uh, like, there is certainly a difference between Montrez Harrell joining this skirmish and Fred Van Vliet joining this skirmish. Fred seemed to be acting as a peacemaker, which is pretty silly when you consider uh, the fight we had last season where Ben Simmons was on Carl Anthony Towns' back with a headlock around his neck, didn't get suspended because they said he was a peacemaker, calming <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns down with his arms. Right, right. Fred Van Vliet takes the time to put on his mask before walking to a skirmish, and this guy gets suspended for a game. It's just silly. There's a reason the rule is there. There just needs to be some sort of nuance to it. Yeah. Uh, don't underestimate, too, because we're in the middle of a pandemic and the way the benches are set up now because there's no fans courtside, there's more room. Because I always think about when there is a skirmish, <laughs> the assistant coaches, like, like pounce yeah. on these guys, right? Because of this very rule. Like, hold them back. Don't let them even step out there. or Otherwise, they're going to get a game. But there's too much space now. These guys can like move around. The coaches, the assistant coaches can't get to these guys that quick. And then these guys can sort of leak out onto the floor. I'm like half kidding about this, but it sort of is a bit of the case there. Usually they're like right there and they can just all hold each other back. But yeah, it's pretty silly. I'm with you that uh, not only Van Vliet, but of course, Bembry and, and Horton Tucker too. Like nobody deserved to be suspended a game and taking money out of their uh, paycheck for, for nothing. <laughs> Especially the guys that didn't even get into the mix. Like you said, Lee, okay... <laughs> Van Vliet is in there, even though he is playing a peacemaker. The other guys don't even get there. They're not mm. even close. You can't even see THT in, the, in that photo we showed you. He's like, where is he? Uh, well, he's on the court over there, so we got to suspend him a game, too. Come <laughs> on. That's, that's laughable. All right, candidate number two, it's the Dallas Mavericks TV broadcast, who provide a great broadcast, game in and game out, but they put up a graphic. Career threes by players seven feet or taller. Uh, and I, and I, I know. Yeah, so look at look at the, the spelling of Andrea Bargani. Uh, Andrea Bargani, Bargnani, has been retired for a long time. You know how to spell his name. I mean, come on, there's, a, there's an N missing there. Let's do a little spell check. It's no big deal. Like, he didn't just change the spelling of his last name. Uh, but the, the leaders, Dirk Nowitzki, most three-pointers by a seven-footer or taller. Trey, mm -hmm. you know this. Channing oh, yeah. Fry, number oh, yeah. two. Mr. Bargani, number three. <laughs> Brooke Lopez, who they were highlighting because they were playing the Bucks number four. And Kristaps Porzingis is at the number five spot. And where's Luke Cornett on that list? He's coming. <laughs> He's coming uh, Luke Cornett currently is number 14, but if that list extended to number six, you know who's right there. You know who's right there. Lowry Markinen, of course. <laughs> oh, I got to assume that Jeff Skin Wade made the call on this one. Uh, you know, I have a feeling he's listened to the podcast here and there. Certainly he follows us on Twitter. The seven-foot three-point list is going around, and it's gaining steam as time mm. goes on. I mean, if Porzingis keeps shooting the ball like he did last night, maybe he sees himself at the top of that list someday. <laughs> Mm -hmm. It's still amazing. Brooke Lopez had three three-pointers made in his first eight seasons in the NBA. <laughs> yeah. And then he, he went from two for 14 one season to the following season, 134 100, for yeah. 387. Like It wasn't like he sort of built up to this. He just decided one off-season, I'm going to start shooting threes. And he's become pretty good at them.
It is. Yeah. It is phenomenal uh, that he turned it around like that. But who's the most surprising guy on that list for you? Because for me, it's Channing Fry at the second spot. You just because I mean, I guess that's all he did. But for him to be able to pot a thousand plus three for sure uh, of all those surprising. guys, yeah. To, there's no. Uh, I mean, the, the, he's the only like non-star there. Uh, you know, yeah. I guess well, Bargnani. I mean, he, Bargnani had star potential. Uh, as you can see, time. ahead of his time, as we've talked <laughs> about <laughs> yeah. before. Uh, yeah, but Chetty Fry, that's a shocker. And I think I'm not sure he knows. He, does, he probably doesn't really keep up with the stats and all that because <laughs> I I sent that to him and he's like, hell yeah! And then he posted it on his Instagram stories because uh, I'm not sure he knew. But I mean, that's that's. Remarkable, man. I I just wouldn't think that he's second. To me, he was the biggest surprise. But yeah, Zinger, Zinger could get up there if he stays healthy. Oh yeah, sure. I I think he could be challenging Dirk. You know, down the, down the line in his career, he'd have to play a long time. But he's obviously shooting a lot more three pointers than Dirk ever was, at least especially early in his career. So I think that's in play. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll get to candidate number three here. I, I was kind of uh, split on this one. My first. My first pick was Paul Pierce because, you know, he's just had a bad week in general. Uh, it's unfortunate <laughs> he's for him. It <laughs> yeah, he's loving it, though. Yeah, so he seems happy. He says big things to come, big things to yep. come on his uh, on his social media accounts. Has a big thing came yet, or is that, are we still waiting on the big thing? Is There there hasn't been a I think we're still waiting. Has there? Yeah. Okay. No, I don't think okay. so. Well, big things to come. Uh, and uh, I, I also just, I can't stand, since we're talking about TV production with the Dallas Mavericks, and uh, yeah, he's Paul Pierce. Just we're putting it up on the YouTube. Just smile. Hashtag smile. That's what he's hashtag putting on smile. social media accounts. Just hashtag smile. Uh, so everybody hashtag smile. Paul Pierce still smiling. He's still happy. Um, so everybody else can smile as well. But uh, uh, just talking about production, we talked about the broadcasters last week giving you the out of town scores and missing Rudy Gobert's best dunk of the year uh, mm-hmm. because they were busy doing something that they shouldn't have been doing. One other thing in production, other than the misspells that really got to me uh, last night, was Ty Lu doing his interview with his mask on. I couldn't understand a thing he was saying. It's, it's just hard to hear guys with their masks, period. And they have this facade going in the NBA that everybody's wearing their mask when coaches are just taking it off and yelling at players and, 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 and also yelling at referees with their mask off. When you're in, when they're doing the coach's interview between quarters, can they just ask the guys to take the mask off? There's nobody in front of them. Can we understand what they're saying? I'm all for masks, 100% right. mask coverage uh, indoors. But I couldn't understand a thing Ty Lu was saying. And, like, forget this. <laughs> well, I'll facade. do you one just better. Take than, it off. Just get rid of the stupid interview. <laughs> yeah, well, for sure, for sure, that's a problem. Nobody really says anything in those interviews. No. But. No. Uh, but if you're going to hear a guy, I'd rather not hear a guy like this who try and talk to me like that. Like, you can't. I couldn't make out a freaking word he was saying because the mask constricts his words. Yeah. And, yeah. and if, like, he's always taking it. I'm not sure if Ty Lue's taking it off, but the coaches are always taking them off anyways. Yeah. Just get rid of that facade, that part of it anyways. Like, there's nobody in front of him. They're not, they're not getting interviewed by a person that's anywhere close to them it's just them in the open air of a basketball floor where yeah we've got this whole whole facade going on on the bench guys are wearing masks but yeah then they sweat on each other come on i don't know i don't know anyway just a little production ramble for a little bit 
I heard Speaking you guys. Of Go production, ahead. I saw uh, Steph Curry had his post-game interview, uh, similar sort of thing. You know, he stands by the stanchion, but because of the way they do it now, where it's kind of just him there by himself, uh, he had to, like, adjust his own levels on, like, the mic box. He's, like, reaching <laughs> over, turning up his headphones. He's like, it's all right, it's all right. You know you've done a lot of interviews as a basketball player when you know the technology of the companies that are interviewing you during the game. It was pretty impressive mm-hmm. stuff. Well, yeah, yeah right, especially yeah. when you compare it to, um, I think it was earlier this week, Dorian Finney-Smith, who is probably not doing as many post-game interviews as a Steph Curry, right? He was having some uh, audio complications. You know, yeah, he was sort of down there on the court. He's talking to the Mavs broadcast. You know, they're up higher, obviously, and he's like, he's just like, he's trying to figure out how to work it, basically, because mm-hmm. I think something was off. He eventually got it going, so he was, he was pretty impressed oh, he with said, that. He said it wasn't plugged in. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah <laughs> the, cord, the cord wasn't plugged in. He just fixed it for them. Yeah, yeah. he was damn excited to talk about, to have an interview. Uh, he's hitting shots. You're not guarding me, Rudy Gobert? Yeah, he was yeah. excited, but yeah, there's a lot of tech problems, but they're, yeah, they're kind of out there on an island. Like Trey said, usually there's multiple tech people around them. Sure. They're just figuring it out, looking at the wrong camera. Uh, Danilo Gallinari really, really pumped to hear Vince Carter's voice <laughs> oh, that was funny. in his headphones this week. So yeah, there, it, it is a, it's strange the way they're, they're looking. It, there was that one angle with Bradley Beal where he was uh, kind of leaning against the stanchion and looking up at the backboard cam. Like he was looking like straight up, like he could have <laughs> had a neck injury like JD looking up at that camera. There's mm. some weird stuff happening with those post-game interviews. Uh, final worst of the week nominee to my Wi-Fi. My Wi-Fi. I don't know what's oh. going on here. It's uh, it's my Wi-Fi. It's it's been brutal <laughs> this whole week. I've, I've I've tried everything. It's like I'm convinced that Streamyard just like has to pass it around to one of us. Like somebody always has to have shit Wi-Fi here uh, <laughs> for us to do that. I, I don't get it. Nothing has changed. I haven't changed any uh, you know of my Wi-Fi services. So apologies. I saw some people uh, in the comments saying my Wi-Fi slipping. Yeah, it is. It's been bad last three days. I don't know what the hell's going on, and uh, I can't figure it out. So apologies. Okay, that's great stuff, Tass. Let's get to tweet of the night. Mm, tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. Okay, I gotta admit, off the bat here, tweet of the night, super dorky, super NBA dorkdom here. But uh, Dwayne Dedman signed with the Miami Heat. So, longtime AP writer Tim Reynolds covers the Miami Heat, tweeted this. We interrupt the Masters to say that the Heat are now the first team in world history, probably, I'm not looking it up, to have a Dwayne, D-U-A-N-E, a Dwayne, D-W-Y-A-N-E, and a Dwayne, D-E-W-A-Y-N-E, on their all-time roster. Super geeky. But then Howard Beck replied, giving us the full <laughs> geekdom spectrum, which I'm, I'm okay with. I like this one. The Nets would counter with multiple Sean spellings. Sean Williams, S-H-A-W-N-E, Sean Williams, another one, S-E-A-N, Sean Livingston, S-H-A-U-N, Sean Bradley, S-H-A-W-N, Marshawn Brooks, M-A-R-S-H-O-N, Deshaun Stevenson, Deshaun, and Tyshawn Taylor, Tyshawn. Uh, so, wow, really, 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 really geeky. It got even geekier, but uh, I'm going to stay away from those tweets. But uh, yeah, there's uh, just a billion. That, I, I had forgotten about that Nets one, that they have had many, many, many Sean spellings. That's, that's the most of one name, I think, in NBA history. But I don't uh, know how you look that up. Lee, do you have a favorite way to spell Sean? Uh, I, I think I go with actually Kemp. B 
because um, there was a kid I went to school with, uh, and I, every time I remember seeing his name, it was S E A N, and I was like, "How do you get Sean out of that?" <laughs> I was like, "Scene, that's a scene, you know." But Sean Kemp is actually phonetically, I think, the best way to spell it because it's the sh on like that. So I'm going with Rain Man, not Sian. Glad I asked. Yeah. Glad I asked. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, pick them results from last night. It was that Bulls-Raptors graveyard match. Bulls were favored by three and a half. Pick them, by the way, brought to you by BetMGM. Uh, the Raptors homers here. Tass and I, we went with Toronto. I don't know what we were thinking. To cover, maybe, I guess we were thinking. But they didn't. Uh, Bulls got the victory pretty handily. So that's a win for Trey, who's 5-1 and one here in the month of April. Lee's 4-2. and two. That was another W for you. Tass falls to 3-3, three and three, and I'm right behind Tass at 2-4. and four. I still owe you guys a payoff for last month's Pick'em. I am not doing well here. We'll get to that. Maybe I'll be doing the Poku dance. Who knows? Uh, but, Tass, tell me, man, what's tonight's game? Well, we had a couple of our hometowns going head-to-head yesterday, so let's uh, keep it up today. A pseudo-hometown for us, the Atlanta region, where we're all in right now, hosting the Chicago Bulls one more time. Let's get trade Bulls in there. The Hawks are favored by two and a half, playing great ball, while the Bulls are feeling themselves as well going into Atlanta. And it's a close line, so Skeet, what do you got, Bulls or Hawks? Um, well, I'm the biggest Bulls fan around now. So uh, you would think the Hawks would cover this. They've played great. It's a small line, but you'd be wrong. The Bulls are going to win this game outright, keep that winning streak going. It's going to shock the world. Uh, Go Bulls. (laughs) Chicago. All right, Trey. Hey, man, you're just finally dipping your toes in the Bulls wagon. Pretty soon you'll be proclaiming with great positivity and influence that the Bulls should be favored in this game. There's a bunch of guys out for the Hawks. So no doubt, give me the Bulls, going for their first four-game win streak since 2017. Wow. It's going to happen tonight. All right. All right. Lee, is that going to happen? Yeah, Gallinari and Capella are both listed as questionable. Uh, I think if they both play, I would pick the Hawks, but we don't know that, so I'm going with the Bulls again. It's great to be on the Bulls of Backwagon. It just feels great. Okay. Well, I'm going to go on a technicality here. The Bulls don't play well against plus 500 teams. The Hawks are now plus 500. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're playing well. Um, I don't know. I, I, yeah, this is a real tough one, but I'm going to go with the Hawks. I'm going to go with the Hawks in this one. I'll swerve from the Bulls. Crap. Whoa. Kaka. Tass taking the Hawks. Everybody else has the Bulls to uh, to cover. They're, you know, get some points there. They don't even have to win this thing. They just got to keep it close. Good luck to everybody. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house that I gotta cut out a bit. I gotta switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds, sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation, perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. 
Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. We're wrapping up today's drop podcasts a little differently than the rapid fire fun. Earlier this week, I was upset about the Raptors playing in Tampa, another loss, I was over it, and I tweeted, I shared this earlier in the week, or somebody brought it up, I guess Lee, you did, Um, I tweeted, next year we're putting all 29 US NBA teams in shitty Canadian cities for the season and see how they fare. You think the Lethbridge Lakers win 30 games? Not a f***ing chance. Okay. Well, people (laughs) seem to like this idea. Besides people I pissed off in Tampa and Lethbridge, um, I got hundreds of suggestions (laughs) as to where we should locate all of these American NBA teams in Canada. So that's what we're going to do right here on The Drop today, guys. If you have questions about why I put them in particular cities, like, go ahead. Um, but, you know, for the most part, there's not a lot of rhyme or reason to this. I did have a couple rules. <laughs> I did have a couple rules when it comes to my temporary franchise relocations. One, Tess, I know you like this part, alliteration, it's always great. You know, it's just fun to say some of these. Mm, yes, um, yeah, like the Lethbridge Lakers, for example, that one's just fun to say. It looks good. It's fun to say out loud. So there is a lot of alliteration. <laughs> Number two, same initials feature very heavily in my suggestions here. You know, I want to keep that strong correlation. So like like Toronto going to Tampa starts with a T, starts with a T. That just sort of works. So there's a lot of that. Three, the city I decided has to be a city like a lot of people wanted a team in like <laughs> dildo newfoundland but it's got a population of like 1200 people like shout out to the people of dildo but uh, it's a little too small Aww. to have a team so i had to like how go do you with know it's small somewhat of a bigger what could be a the big dildo, dildo? <laughs> that's right it's uh it's only 1200 people it's a small dildo out there in newfoundland <laughs> And then four, uh, I sort of gave up on this rule very quickly, but the shittier the city, the better, in my opinion, uh, (laughs) because, you know, this is sort of like to make it fair. We had to put poor the Toronto Raptors down in Tampa. Okay, yeah, people say, oh, Tampa's not that bad. Get out of here. It's not that great either. So anyway, the shittier the better, but again, you'll see that I sort of uh, um, deviate from that pretty quickly here. So... Guys, I'm going to tackle these by divisions. Again, you feel free to jump in whenever you want. I hope my Wi-Fi holds up here to take you through all these. I will try and share a dumb fact or two about each Canadian city that I end up choosing, too, just to uh, spice this up a little bit. We'll start in the Atlantic Division. The Brooklyn Nets are now the Brockville Nets, okay? The nickname for this Brockville town, the City of a Thousand Islands... And some say it's the birthplace of the Canadian flag, though this claim has been widely refuted, <laughs> which is hilarious <laughs> too. Like, what's going on in Brockville? They're like, we came up with the flag. And people are like, no, you didn't. There's no proof. Ah, but maybe we did. Uh, we're going to put it on our Wikipedia page. No, you didn't. Uh, you absolutely didn't. I love that for some reason. So They yeah. called dibs on the flag. Yeah. Apparently it doesn't hold, though. Um, so Brockville Nets, okay. Uh, also home to the first railway tunnel in Canada, if you're uh, a fan of the trains. All right, next one. Boston, <laughs> Boston Celtics are going to Barrie. I think I tweeted this one out uh, when people were responding to the Lethbridge Lakers one. I just like how it sounds. It's very similar. Boston Celtics, Barrie Celtics. Uh, what can I tell you about Barrie? Nice waterfront, actually. Quite nice. Got three beaches, numerous parks. Um uh, 
lovely waterfront trails, but it's it's cold a lot of the time. So uh, you know you're not using it all that often. But it's it's all right, Barry. Next one. Did you say beaches? Yes. Be- yeah. Beaches in the middle of landlocked Canada. These are nice beaches. In oh, come, no. Well, there's uh, lakes, hello, man. Lake Simcoe. It's yeah. right on Lake yeah. Simcoe, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, fair point. Fair point. Fair point. Uh, the Hudson Bay is right there. You can shout to Greenland from there. It's not super <laughs> talking about death. Okay. okay. All right. Well, it's, okay, it's around. Okay, good. Uh, the New York Knicks are now the New Market Knicks. Okay. New Market. Lee, you know where that is? 45 minutes north of Toronto. Maybe you've yeah. been there. Yep. I think so, yeah. Okay. You only I know think it's this basically place. the it's the New York of Canada, really, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. It's uh it's the the city that never sleeps in Canada, they say about Newmarket. Um <laughs> that shuts at one. <laughs> <laughs> you only know Newmarket uh because you drive through it to get to Wasaga Beach or Collingwood usually. Uh, ah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, so that's how you know Newmarket. Though Newmarket has a very charming historic main street that I read rivals Unionville. <laughs> so there you go. Go check out that Main Street. I've been to Unionville. It's a nice wow, Main Street, a- but it's not that charming. Bold claim, man. Yeah. Nicer than Unionville? Crazy. Uh, Philadelphia 76ers are going to Fredericton. They are the Fredericton 76ers. Now, I'm already breaking one of my own rules, but you can sort of see or hear why, right? Like, the PH spelling has the F sound. Uh, I know this as someone named Phil. So... We're going to Fredericton. I like how it sounds. Capital of New Brunswick. Fun fact. Willie O'Ree, the first black player to play in the NHL, was from Fredericton, New Brunswick, Tass. Did you know that? Mm. I didn't know he was from Fredericton. I knew yeah. he was from the east coast of Canada, for yeah. sure. But. So he, like, they consider him basically the Jackie Robinson of, uh, of hockey. Mm-hmm. So he broke the, the yeah. color barrier in the, in, uh, in the NHL. Okay, Tampa Bay Raptors, uh, they are going back to Toronto. <laughs> They are the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> Good guys. No, we're not overthinking that one. Okay, Trey, this one's for you. Central Division. Chicago Bulls are now the Chilliwack Bulls. All right. Uh, yes. All right. It's fun to say. Chilliwack. Chi-town, baby. That's right. Seventh largest city in British Columbia. So we're going out west. That is the farthest uh, west province in Canada, for those that don't know. Basically on the Fraser River, Trey, so you can go check a Bulls game, and then you can go... Um, you know, hit the river and catch some salmon or something, whatever they got in there. Sounds great to me. I'm relocating. Catch me in Chilliwack. All on right. the West Coast, I love the start times. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's good. <laughs> Loving those start times. You're a chill guy. <laughs> yeah. The bowls are chilly. Whack! <laughs> <laughs> the next one. That's oh, good. I love this one. I think it's actually perfect. The Cleveland Cavaliers or the Calgary Cavaliers? If you've been to nice. either of those two cities, uh, Tass, I see you nodding away. That one just works, right? I mean, sure. they're not the greatest cities in either of their respective countries, but there are pockets that are underrated. It probably is a little overblown how shitty they are, but you know what I mean? It just, I like that one. <laughs> Cleveland, Calgary, to me. Mwah. Yeah. Next one. They Go love ahead. the stampede out there. I could see some. They love the stampede. They love their cowboy hats. You know, it, it, yeah. it fits. Like, you could still bring that Cavalier guy with the sword. He can be their little, their little logo. Yeah. 100%. Uh, the Detroit Pistons are the Delta Pistons. Uh, so back to BC. Delta is like part of the greater Vancouver area. 
uh, this was tough. There's not a lot of larger Canadian cities that start with the letter D. That's why people wanted me to use dildo, I think. Uh, but I went with Delta. <laughs> Plus, there's other reasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> think so? Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Fun fact about Delta. Enjoys one of the mildest climates in Canada. I had no idea. That was news to me. So uh, I guess Delta is quite warm as far as Canada temperatures go. All right. The Indiana Pacers are the Ingersoll Pacers. So it was either Ingersoll, Ontario, or Innisfil, Ontario. Now, both are are pretty small for my uh, thought experiment here. Uh, Lee, you ever been to Ingersoll? Probably not, I'm guessing. Never even heard of it. Yeah. It's... uh, you're not really going there. There's no reason. There's some parks. There's some ponds. Some historical landmarks, I'm sure. But my fun fact about Ingersoll is I think I used to go to high school with a guy from Ingersoll. And I sat, <laughs> I sat behind him, and he had a crazy mole on his neck. And like, this is coming, moly, 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 moly. Yeah, this is coming from a mole man myself. But this guy had like a really wild mole, like right there if you sat behind him in class. It was like, whoa. Uh, so I'm pretty sure. Did you ever imagine, well. you know, 25 years ago? Did you ever imagine sitting in class, looking at that man's mole, thinking, <laughs> "I'm gonna need to remember this. I'm gonna I'm, need to remember this mole and where this guy came from. It's gonna come in handy." Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I think I just kept thinking, like, "Is that the biggest mole in Ingersoll?" Is what I kept thinking uh, from Ingersoll. <laughs> is that the biggest mole in Ingersoll? <laughs> All right, our next team, Uh, Milwaukee Bucks. We are relocating them to Moose Jaw. They're the Moose Jaw Bucks Ah, now. Yeah, this is our our first venture to the province of Saskatchewan. Um, Fun fact about Moose Jaw, home to the snowbirds. Lee, do you know what the snowbirds are? Are they the people who go to like Florida in winter and stuff? Technically, yes, but that's not who I'm talking <laughs> yes, about. They are. Uh, well played, Lee. Uh, no, the snowbirds that I was referencing are Canada's military air show team. Oh. Yeah, you ever watch them Did down not at the, know uh, that. the CN? Yeah, yeah, the snowbirds at, are at I guess, the CN. The CN thing. Uh, CNE? Yeah. Yeah. That's usually like the long weekend just before yeah. school goes back, isn't it? They yeah, have, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> Yeah. You can you can tell you love it. You yeah. know what you're watching. <laughs> oh, those are uh, those military planes. They're incredible, man. They're just amazing. It's like driving cars in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Except they never use their blinker. All right, uh, the Southeast Division. Atlanta Hawks are the Ajax Hawks. Kaka. Part of the GTA as well, Ajax. Um, this one's a fun fun fact. Okay. Three very notable people or groups are from the Jacks, and I don't know if they ever call it the Jacks, but I am. Jacks. Yeah, is it uh, the Jacks. Some forty-one. Yeah. Oh, Tass! Look at that. You just beat me to the punch. Yeah, but I got a couple other ones that are fun. Our yeah, good okay. friend, okay. Renee Paquette, was raised in uh, Ajax, and I saw that on the list. I reached out to her. I said, "I didn't. Were you born in Ajax?" She said, no, I wasn't born, but I was raised there. So it you know, checks out. I, I felt fine with, uh, I might make like a, a little edit on the Wikipedia page. It did say she was born there, which she wasn't, but she was raised there. So Renee Paquette, Renee Young. Um, retired NHL defenseman, who I think has one of the most underrated names in sports history, Jeff Bookaboom. Oh, yeah, Bookaboom. Yeah, great one, that's great a, one. That's a great name, though. We don't talk about it enough, in my opinion. Um, and then, yeah, Tess said it. Punk rock band Sum 41. All killer, no filler. There you go. 
I don't want to waste you know, my time become another casualty. Yes, it's not. I watched uh, that Fat Lip video this morning. That song still bangs, and that video is like really fun. Totally. Yeah, it's good. Oh, great tune. I forgot they like sort of like rap sing like the Beastie Boys too. I totally forgotten about that. Like they're uh, yeah. like they're totally, trading yeah. off the lines and stuff yeah. like that. Um, all right, so uh, the Ajax Hawks. Okay, next one. Didn't need to overthink this one. The Charlotte Hornets. Where do you think I'm putting them? Charlotte. Charlotteville. Charlotte Town. Yeah, close enough. Charlotte Town. Charlotte Town Hornets. Capital city of Prince Edward Island. Charlotte Town. You'll love this oh, fact. Goddamn uh, goofballs. <laughs> I'm all high on meds. Yourself. Yeah, yeah. I did. That's all right. Yeah, yeah you've been in the U.S. for too long, my man. Charlotte Town. <laughs> uh, you'll love this My goofballs. JD, you might have to uh, drop a particular drop because I read this verbatim here. I'm going to share it. Baked potatoes, hash browns, mashed potato, roasted potato fries, whatever your potato needs, Charlotte Town <laughs> has you sorted. Potatoes. <laughs> oh, I thought we were going to get a, I thought we were going to get a Bobberty <laughs> clip there. Um, Prince Edward Island is the largest potato-producing province in Canada. Over 88,000 acres of potatoes are grown on the island each year. So that's where the Hornets are playing. That's all. That's a lot of potatoes. And shout out to all the potato farmers. As we all know, none of this would be possible. Friday fries, it's all because of you guys. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Great way to stock up on energy. I had no idea that Canada had their own Idaho. Yeah. And that's what it sounds like, right? Like This is is where we make potatoes. Come Come here if you want your potatoes. There's only one place in each country. Giant bridge to get to Prince Edward mm. Island too. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe the largest bridge bridge over something like it's like the largest bridge over ice or something like because when it freezes, I don't know. It's something like that. Um, <laughs> there you go. Uh, next one. <laughs> nice second fact. Yeah, Miami Heat are the Montreal Heat. Mm. All right, yeah, that's mm. ironic, right? Isn't it, Lee? Miami's hot. Montreal's cold. It's hilarious. Well, shouldn't it be the Mo- shouldn't it be the Montreal smoked meat or the oh. Miami smoked? Hang on, what are, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah, that's good, Lee. That's good. <laughs> that's good. Now you're getting into the swing of things. Uh, and yeah. if you want a fact, uh, Montreal hosted the first Olympics ever held in Canada in the summer of 1976, and uh, the the, the home country did not win, <laughs> and they're still paying for it. Yeah, that's that, that the other thing. Yeah, I think they're the only host to still not win a gold medal, I believe. That's probably right, yeah. Mm. Though then, oh, Canada got one eventually in Vancouver. Yeah, but, but, but as, a, as the host yeah, yeah, nation, yeah. Yep. as the host city, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, next one, uh, the Orlando Magic. We're going to put them in Aurelia. The Aurelia Magic. Uh, I didn't know this. Tass, maybe you did. It's known as the Sunshine City, apparently, Aurelia. What? Nope. Never heard that in my life, but uh, that's what they're claiming. <laughs> but I like this one because Orlando has Disney World and Aurelia has Casino Rama. So it's like, uh, you know, <laughs> this like, yeah, like these like artificial like cash grabs that are sort of depressing in a way, but people have fun at. Uh, there's a, a strong correlation, I think, between Disney World and Casino Rama, <laughs> if you've ever been there. Did you see uh, Boys to Men play at Casino Rama once, Tass, or am I crazy? A hundred percent. Yeah. They brought it. They definitely brought it. Wow. Okay. 
There you you saw boys to men. I saw men at work at Casino Rama. <laughs> you want to see men go to Casino Rama? <laughs> boys? Yeah, how do you jail Boys to two? men at work. Yeah, boys to men at work. <laughs> boys to men at work. <laughs> Where was the, uh, the house show at Casino Rama? Okay, a couple more. Washington Wizards, we're putting them in Waterloo. They are now the Waterloo Wizards. I talk about Kitchener a lot on this show because of Jamal Murray. He's from Kitchener. Kitchener's finest, I'm always saying. Kitchener and Waterloo, they're considered twin cities. They're, they're side by side. Cambridge tries to get their ugly head in there too. A little Tri-Cities action. But no, everybody's like, get yeah, off Cambridge. Like, it's just Kitchener and Waterloo. Um, and Waterloo, along with Kitchener, of course, they hold Oktoberfest Oktober every year, which is the largest uh, Bavarian festival outside of Germany. You ever been to Oktoberfest lately? Ever had a, had a pint there? In Germany? No, I haven't, but uh, no, they in, have that one in, in Toronto. Yeah. Yeah, no, they have that one in Toronto as well. That they claim, I thought they claimed that was the biggest one. No, it's Kitchener-Waterloo, so. for sure. For sure. Uh, all right, a couple more divisions here. The Northwest Division, the Denver Nuggets. Putting them in Nelson. Okay, again, we have that problem with the Ds. Uh, not a lot of them that are big enough. But the Nelson Nuggets, this one actually works really well. Team alliteration, of course. Nelson is located up in the mountains of BC, and this one works well because the Nuggets, um, excuse me, Nelson is known for its impressive collection of uh, restored heritage buildings from its glory days in a regional silver rush. So, you guessed it, silver mining equivalent of a gold rush mm. is the silver rush. Nuggets, gold rush, <laughs> silver rush, Nelson. I like it. Nelson Nuggets. Go catch them in BC. Um, the Minnesota two. You guessed it. It's a silver rush. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I love it. You're keeping uh, the mining work there. We can yeah. get a similar drop from Matty O. There's silver in them heels. Yeah. And of course, you're keeping the elevation the same. That's a key part of the Denver Nuggets. Elevation. This one's perfect. The jerseys, like, just make them silver. Like, take all the sure. gold and yellow and just, just go silver with it. Okay. Mm. Tass, I'm coming to you for this one because the Minnesota Timberwolves are going to Mississauga. They are now the Mississauga Timberwolves. It's in Ontario, the birthplace of our very own Tass Mellis. What's a fun fact about Mississauga, Tass? Well, I was born in Toronto. Oh, well, you, Toronto. oh no, this is raised. a real Rene Paquette situation. <laughs> real <laughs> Rene Paquette, Rene <laughs> Young raised situation. raised in Mississauga, excuse me. Well, the Minnesota Timberwolves, is, they're probably going south to Mississauga because Minnesota's further north than Toronto. Yeah, they're definitely going south mm. to Mississauga. Uh, fun fact. Uh, well, fun, I would say Colonel Sanders, the guy who founded KFC, he lived in Mississauga for a bit. He actually lived very close wow. to me. A, re- a real, The real colonel, the real beard. Uh, then he left. What? Yeah, yeah. Um, he was close. I guess they... A fact you really give a crap about, because uh, you probably don't give a crap about Colonel Sanders, is that the airport is in Mississauga. The Toronto oh, that's a good airport. One. It's actually, it's actually in Mississauga, which is a huge city. It's like it's not one of these rinky dinks, uh, one of these smaller mm-hmm. cities. This is a very, very large city. I think it's the sixth largest city. Yeah, David Aruda coming through on Melton Drive. Yeah, this guy knows where Colonel <laughs> wow, Sanders lives. Wow. That's exactly right. That's exactly wow. right. He lived on Melton Drive, yeah. which I lived. I lived so close to there. I could. I. I literally could have ran into Colonel Sanders and never did. Never did. I was too busy at KFC. I was never in my house. So thanks, Colonel Sanders, for all. Was that he chicken. always just like cooking chicken in his driveway and stuff like that? Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> for sure. Uh, always. Uh, yeah. Okay, a couple more. Uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. I teased this one earlier. They're the Thunder Bay Thunder. That's just hilarious. It's perfect. Thunder, Thunder. 
Hashtag TBT too. They could really um, you uh-huh, know, grab yeah. control of that if they wanted to and uh, get some uh, interaction on their social media channels. So Thunder Bay Thunder. Portland Trailblazers are now the Port Moody Trailblazers. Not a far relocation for the Blazers. Only six hours between Portland and Port Moody, which is in BC. In 2004, Port Moody was officially trademarked as the City of the Arts. I feel like there are a thousand cities in the world that are the City of the (laughs) Arts, but generally it just means uh, rent was cheap at a certain point and maybe some beautiful scenery to inspire all those artists. And they made their way up there and now they're the City of the Arts, Lily. Nice, yeah. That's the uh, sort of default. It's like the city's not that great. Make it artistic. Yeah, yeah. It's it's smart. smart. Uh, All right. This next one we got a photo for. Uh, The Utah Jazz are the Yukon Jazz. Cheating here a little bit, yes. But, yeah, it sounds good. And I like this. Just like Utah is a state and not a city, we're doing the same here for Yukon. That's not a city. Uh, That's a a province. Um, So similar to uh, the Utah Jazz. And look at this from uh, the Coyote Jester. It's a perfect, perfect logo there. I love how it looks. I would wear that on a t-shirt, by the way. So, uh, um, Yukon Jazz. You guys seem all right with that one, even though I'm cheating a bit. Okay, good. Uh, I'm glad Yukon got a shout. I thought it might have been snubbed. Okay. But uh, good to see. (laughs) Good, good. Uh, They'll have have some real rivalries with the uh, Charlotte town uh what were they the charlotte town, what were they what were they the hornets mm. yeah there would be some potato rivalries there oh yukon you ta- gold oh potato. potato cup yeah i like yeah. that but, <laughs> but but yukon is a is a territory not a province so okay yes jesus <laughs> well uh, it's not like so there's what? an nba team in puerto rico for example you know like mm, um, that's a good point it does it there should be yeah absolutely there should be. be but uh anyway just throwing that out there you yeah, great, great. love it Nice, nice. You wait a way to make up for not knowing Charlottetown right there and calling it Charlotteville. That's smooth. I see what you did there, JD. I'm calling it a territory. You're technically correct. Uh, Pacific Division, our final division. Golden State Warriors. Mm, had, I struggled with this one with the G, so I just went with the alliteration. We're going to Winnipeg. Winnipeg Warriors. You know, sounds all right. Looks all right. Capital and largest city in the province of Manitoba. I think that's my first team we're putting in Manitoba. Mm. It's windy as shit in the peg. It's never not windy. Uh, quite a cold city, but uh, that they, I know they claim to be quite uh, quite the city of the arts as well, uh, especially when it comes to music. Uh, and, and, and yeah, but they didn't they didn't think to trade. No, it. they didn't, and that's that's the thing with the other one. <laughs> Moody, <Moody's. laughs> Port Moody, uh, yeah, Port Moody, uh, the internationally known trademarked city of the arts. But I mean, if it's windy in Winnipeg and it's a little bit cold. That's perfect for the Warriors coming from San Francisco, a blustery place that can get a little colder than you would expect. They'll adjust. Okay, this is not bad from Jason. He says, it should have been the Golden Horseshoe Warriors, which is another regional mm. name. That's not bad, Jason. As you could tell, I would put about four hours in at this point <laughs> as I got to the Pacific Division. I stopped giving a shit. Uh, but fun, fun fact about Winnipeg, and I want everybody to listen up here because I feel like this could come up at some point during trivia. Like, I just have a feeling this is a good trivia question. Okay. okay. Fun fact about Winnipeg. First city in the world to develop the 911 emergency hmm. number. Yeah. Put that away. That's Put good. that away in that's the nugget. Throw it way in the back. And that's coming up at some point. It's going to win you some money at some point. It's going to win you some free beer at some point. So uh, when it does, you know, just come back and thank me. Okay. The LA Clippers. The Laval Clippers. Yeah. Laval Clippers. Say it with a French accent. Sounds great. Uh, Montreal. Uh, suburb, I believe the largest Montreal suburb. Uh, was that where Matt was 
living when he lived uh, when he went to school. I couldn't remember. I should have texted him, but it was going to be too early. Yeah, I, I can't remember what so. suburb he, he was in. McGill, no, right? which is in. Oh, well, actually, I don't know which one. Yeah, I'm not sure. But anyway, the city is named after François de Laval, the first Roman mm. Catholic bishop of Quebec. And uh, I thought you'd like that one, Trey, because you're learning a little French. So uh, that's a little fact for you, my man. <laughs> Merci. <laughs> well played. Uh, all right, come more. Okay, Lakers, Los Angeles Lakers. They're the Lethbridge Lakers. That's what kicked off this whole thing. The Phoenix Suns. Let's put them in Saskatoon, the Saskatoon Suns. Now, I know what you're thinking. Skeets, why you put the Suns in Saskatoon? My response to that is, well, I don't know. Somebody tell me. Canadian rock band, the Sheepdogs from Saskatoon. I was waiting for that. Uh, you, you're, you know your music fact, Tass. You got some 41. You knew Saskatoon was the home of the Sheepdogs. I was waiting for the Sheepers. Yeah. Waiting for the Sheepers. Is that our second second team in Saskatchewan? Uh, did I put another one in there? It might be the first. I don't have a Regina team mm. and I don't have I, I don't have an Estevan oh. team and those are the only cities I know in Saskatchewan. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, no, that's the only one. Oxbow. There's an Oxbow <laughs> in there. That won't work. Okay, final one. It's the Sacramento Kings and we're putting them in Kingston so it's the Kingston Kings. Kingston is midway between Toronto and Montreal. For those of you that don't know, it's nicknamed the Limestone City because of the many heritage buildings constructed using local limestone. I didn't know that fact, so I was happy to learn that. A very historical city. Oh, sorry, I got one more division to go. I told you this would be long. Yeah, (laughs) Dallas Mavericks, they are the Medicine Hat Mavericks. Good one. Mm. I just like how that one sounds. Uh, Sounds good. That's a city in southeast Alberta, so out west. You know they got horses there, Lee. In Medicine Hat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Medicine Hat has been known for its large natural gas fields. It was once referred to as having all hell for a basement. Sounds beautiful, Medicine Hat. Um, because of these reserves, the city is known, Trey, as the Gas City. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's, That's a pretty cool thing. And obviously, if they move to Medicine Hat, the Mavericks would have to bring back their logo that was like a big Boom. hat. Boom. Yep. Easy. And uh, I would love to do a 360 jump fart in Medicine Hat if it's known as the Gas City. I think that would be nice. Uh, the Houston Rockets are the Halifax Rockets. Perfect amount of letters. Brings me great joy. Seven letters in Houston, seven letters in Halifax. <laughs> Halifax is the capital, JD, of? Uh, Nova Scotia. There it is, my man. Uh, I'm back! Spitting Halifax. Spitting Halifax. Back, baby. He knows his East Coast. That's where the, his wife's family's from. Uh, they fire a cannon at noon every single day. To uh, It's like a tribute to Halifax's history as a major British military stronghold. Every day except Christmas. Mm. <laughs> Every day except Christmas? Why not Christmas? just do it on Christmas, too? I couldn't understand it's the guy's that. day off. Like, the cannon guy's day off. Like, I mean, give it to the temp, you know? Yeah. Like, you go fire it today. <laughs> I, Future post it. Set it so it goes off during, <laughs> during Christmas. You don't have to work it. It looks like you are. Wow. Can, 1230? Can boom. you future post boom. a cannon? I know, that's amazing. It's just a really, really um, long fuse that takes 24 hours. Yeah, just 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. We're going to put them in Maple Ridge. The Maple Ridge Grizzlies. That's a BC uh, city task. Can you name the famous baseball player uh, who called? Larry Walker. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. my God. Tassie coming through. Stepped up to the plate. Ding. <laughs> Home run, Larry Walker. Yeah. Um, I, don't, okay, I don't think they have a lot of grizzly bears in Maple Ridge, but I do know they have a lot of black bears uh, in the area, a lot of encounters with them. And, Lee, I just wanted to let you know that if you ever do encounter a bear... Don't run. Never run from mm. a bear, okay? Face it. 
slowly back away, talk to it in a confident voice, and ensure the bear has a, a clear path to exit. And always yeah. say, hey bear, hey bear, hey bear. <laughs> I don't know why, but all these shows I watch where they come across a bear, they always say, hey bear. <laughs> yeah. So make sure you do that. Hey bear. It's the same with gorillas. <laughs> There's a BC bear. Right? Yeah. Yeah. They, they, it's the same with gorillas. It's like if they run, don't run because they, they're going to kill you. And you see it sometimes where it's like a gorilla just goes crazy or a bear. and People are like calm. And I'm like, I just don't know how you could remain calm like yeah. that. You know, if something's a, a, a huge beast is coming at you like that, surely your natural instinct to just be like, I've got to run. i got to get out of here. But no. Nope. Don't do it if you can. Stay calm. Stay confident. Confidence, baby, confidence when it comes to (laughs) seeing a bear. Okay. I finally have two more left, and that's it. Uh, The New Orleans Pelicans are the Pickering Pelicans. Pickering home to a nuclear power plant. My favorite fact, the final scene in Boondock Saints 2, All Saints Day, was filmed in Pickering. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) It's on the internet. must be true. The sequel. Uh, I remember Boondock Saints was definitely filmed. Part of it in downtown yeah. Toronto. What was yeah. that? There was that yeah. um, famous. Um, what's the famous restaurant? Late night yeah, joint. was that late night place yeah. on uh, uh, Dundas Street? JD, come on, help us out. The lake, the lake, v- lake view. Lake view. The yeah, lake view. I think so. the lake. Is that it? Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. There, I feel like there is a late night place there. I yeah, that's the one for the sure. Movie. The shoot up. The shoot up in the first yeah, one. Yeah, that's right. But but Boondock Saints too. Uh, apparently uh, filmed yep. in parts yeah. of Pickering. Uh, finally, the San Antonio Spurs are the Sault Ste. Marie Spurs. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Uh, Ontario City, that's very close to the U.S.-Canada border. Third largest city in northern Ontario. So Thunder Bay <laughs> is one of them. Sudbury. I actually should have made the Suns the Sudbury Suns. So we would have had three American NBA teams in northern Ontario here uh, <laughs> as punishment. Um, but anyway, Sault Ste. Marie Spurs. They have a large shopping mall. And here's another fun fact. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky played for the Sioux Greyhounds, which was like their uh, minor league hockey team. That's sort of like where Gretzky got his start way back in the 70s. Oh, yeah. That's where he picked um, number 99, too. I did read up on that. He wanted number nine for his, for his hero, Gordie Howe. Somebody had it on the Sioux Greyhounds. So then he went with number 14. I'm not really sure why. Maybe they just gave it to him. And then somebody, I don't know if he wasn't doing that well in it or something, and then somebody said, you know what's better than nine? Two nights. <laughs> so he's like, all right, I didn't know I could do that. Give me, give me 99. And then that's, uh, that's the great one now. So wow. there you go. That one's going to mess up a lot of people, the spelling of it. They're, they're going to mispronounce it. Salt, yes. salt, salt, and then S-T-E, Marie, you know, yeah. salt. Yeah. yeah, it's going to mess people up. And good, I say. Mm. <laughs> well, exactly. That's the whole point of this uh, thought experiment. Uh, you know, poor Toronto had to go to Tampa. So we're putting all these American teams up into Canadian cities. That's it, guys. I'm sorry that took so long. But, uh, you know, no, I, had awesome. fun. I had fun for an hour doing it. And then I got angry. Uh, my favorite response to my Lethbridge Lakers tweet, by the way, was from this guy. This is a perfect button to this podcast, I think. At Kutenok. Kutnikov, I guess. I don't think we want pro hashtag basketball in hashtag Canada outside of hashtag Toronto. Thank you very much. Thanks, Lawrence. Thanks for adding to the dialogue and the fun of Twitter. Thanks for chiming in, Lawrence. Amazing. Lawrence. Lawrence probably 
he's worried that you're going to take away his Canadian football league. I guess so. I, I <laughs> guess know? so. He's, he's worried I'm going to put one on his river. Uh, all right, that's it. We'll call it there. That's the Drop Podcast. <laughs> what? Come on, Skeets. You don't want to play a roundabout of uh, what about this province? What about yeah. this territory? <laughs> oh, God, no. I don't. But, but what do you want? What are you upset? Nunavut? What, what, do, you, what do you want to put somebody? No, you already named way more Canadian cities than even I knew about. I lived there for a couple of years, and you're pulling names out of a medicine hat that I've never heard of. <laughs> I was happy to see some of the silly names that I do know get teams, so I think you'd kill uh, them. I will say that uh, when we were doing the starters, and uh, we would, we, when I was directing the show, we would have the, the San Antonio Spurs uh, uh, effect, you know, when we affected to, uh, to a Spurs highlight, yeah. for example. And... Uh, I would always get messed up like six years because it was S-A-S, right? So I would always like call out the wrong thing. So by year three, I was calling it Saskatoon Spurs, like always, like to to the TD. I would always say, yeah, stand by Saskatoon effect, uh, effect Saskatoon. (laughs) And to the the point where I, I still have to catch myself when I'm talking about the Spurs, not that that ever comes up really, but I will say... Sa- uh, almost say Saskatoon, so mm. so you or even Saskatchewan. You would put the Spurs yeah. in Saskatchewan. I, Saskatchewan. I 100%. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So there isn't a Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan, right? No, it's Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Is that the Spurs or is that the San Antonio Spurs, Saskatoon Spurs? Or I don't no. know. <laughs> oh, once you, once you start saying the Sheepdogs, you can't. Stop. Oh, I'm driving in mere hours up to. Uh, up to a cottage that we've rented for for the weekend oh, and i'm playing some sheepdogs on the way up for sure mm. that's some cottage playing music trey knows totally. that's all we used to listen to for a couple months on the drive into work Skeetsy, i'm looking it up right now because usually when we would listen to a you and curry solo record or maybe a sheepdogs record it's a friday that's afternoon. right it's time to chill catch me in chilliwack listening <laughs> to the sheepdogs <laughs> Love it. All right. Well, I know some of you are upset. I didn't put a team in Vancouver. I didn't put a team uh, in so-and-so. I didn't put a team in Dildo, Newfoundland. So let me know your suggestions, where we're putting all 29 American teams in Canada for next season. It's only fair, Adam Silver. So let us know in the YouTube comments or tweet at us at NoDunkSync. That's it for today. Email us your NBA questions for next week's Beach Steppin' Podcast. Like, comment, and subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Grab your No Dunks merch at nodunks.com. Subscribe to The Athletic if you haven't already. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks so they know that we sent you. Lee, my man, you're off next week. You going to Saskatoon or uh, Port Moody? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm going to Whitehorse again. That's oh, a great part of Canada. Nice. Yeah, Very yeah. nice. Uh, but you're off next week. You're, you and the family yeah. are taking a, a little vacation, so have fun. Take, thank you. Yeah, we'll be back in... Uh, Seven days, ten days, whatever it is, back on that Monday. So, yeah, I'm out. Okay. And uh, it's going to be a, a, a three-man weaver on Monday because I won't be back in time on Monday. So it's just Tass, Trey, and JD uh, holding down the fort there. So uh, come join those guys. Tass, what you need to know, Monday through Friday next week, 7 a.m. You can join them live on YouTube. And then The Daily Show will be back. Missing some guys here or there, but uh, Monday through Friday as well. Have a great weekend. Clipper bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, I'm sure some of you out there may have been mad at all the Canadian cities coming out of our moose jaws there for a little bit. But we will have none of it. (laughs) (laughs) Embrace the weekend, people. (laughs) 